Two Different Households by Apostle Jacqueline Fedor. There are two households on earth. Those are the house of God and those are the house of Satan. Two different sets of rules, two different atmospheres, two different lifestyles are set in place by two very, very different fathers. These households are spiritually discerned and certainly not understood by carnal man. We may be a part of a natural human household and yet to the supernatural be in a completely different home. This spiritual difference can many times put us at odds with our natural family members. This is why we are warned in Matthew chapter 10 verse 36, and a man's enemies will be those of his own household. The godly may not even be able to stay in the same carnal household with those that walk the ways of Satan. Thankfully, those who choose to be separate and walk with God will be rewarded for their loyalty to Him, as shown in Matthew chapter 19. Matthew chapter 19, verse 29. And everyone who has left houses or brothers or sisters or father or mother or wife or children or lands for my name's sake, shall receive a hundredfold and inherit eternal life. Luke chapter 18 verses 29 through 30 says close to the same thing. So he said to them, Assuredly, I say to you, there is no one who has left house or parents or brothers or wife or children for the sake of the kingdom of God. We as his family are to be establishing the kingdom of God and about the Father's business, who shall not receive many times more in this present time and in the age to come eternal life. There may be two households, but they are sharing one world. How each of these relate to this world is quite interesting. When we speak about the world, we are discussing the culture Satan has developed on the earth. We are referring to his governments, banking, and educational systems. Remember the choice Eve made to listen to the knowledge of the tree of good and evil. So through intellect that evolved from this knowledge, the planet has been broken up into sections that belong to different human kingdoms. Each has its own government, educational ideas, banking, and the variety of pleasures they enjoy. Each has also its form of religion or religions. The message Paul spoke of to the Corinthians is good advice for us today, especially as it is the end of this age. And God's harvest is beginning. Those of Satan's household will not like Paul's message any more now than they did 2,000 years ago. They are lovers of the world, supporters of her systems, and very attached to her pleasures. God's family was instructed to not be a part of her. Let us read from 2 Corinthians chapter 6, verses 12 through 18, where he said, You are not restricted by us, but you are restricted by your own affections, worldly things you enjoy and do not want to give up. Now in return for the same, I speak as to children, you also be open. Do not be unequally yoked together with unbelievers. For what fellowship has righteousness with lawlessness? And what communion has light with darkness? And what accord has Christ with Belial? Or what part has a believer with an unbeliever? 
we become like the company we keep if in our hearts we are friends with them. And what agreement has the temple of God with idols? For you are the temple of the living God. As God has said, I will dwell in them and walk among them. I will be their God and they shall be my people. Therefore, come out from among them and be separate, says the Lord. Do not touch what is unclean and I will receive you. I will be a father to you and you shall be my sons and daughters, says the Lord Almighty. In Satan's house, they use the slogan, rules are meant to be broken. In God's, they are told, if they love him, they will keep his commandments. The religious that are in Satan's household will tell you they are not under the law, not understanding God made a new covenant and wrote the laws in their hearts. Hebrews chapter 8 verse 10 For this is the covenant that I will make with the house of Israel after those days, says the Lord. I will put my laws in their minds and write them on their hearts, and I will be their God, and they shall be my people. Satan loves it because those in his house that are not into the things of God see those that supposedly are as hypocrites, a people that are two-faced, and guess what? They are. They are both good and evil, like the one they are in the image of. The truth is, the early church spoke much concerning not being under the law any longer, but they were speaking about the law of Moses. The early apostles were trying to persuade those wrapped up in Judaism to move forward to Christianity and the grace of God. The laws in our hearts, however, were and still are to be obeyed. His grace is, He will forgive those that are trying to be obedient to His commandments but make mistakes. These will sincerely love the Lord more because they see that they could never make it on a daily basis if it wasn't for the Lord. Their love and relationship is renewed every day. Our sins are completely cleansed by the blood of the Lamb when we repent if we are sincere. However, how can people ask for forgiveness for breaking laws they are not even aware exist? Then there are those that know the commandments but refuse to comply. These are just plain rebellious and totally lawless. Second Thessalonians, second chapter, speaks of the lawless ones. When united, they become one, the body of Satan, and as such, form the lawless one, Antichrist. Second Thessalonians, chapter 2, verses 8 through 12, explains, And then the lawless one will be revealed, whom the Lord will consume with the breath of his mouth and destroy with the brightness of his coming. The coming of the lawless one is according to the working of Satan with all power, signs, and lying wonders, and with all unrighteous deception among those who perish because they did not receive the love of the truth that they might be saved. And for this reason, God will send them strong delusion that they should believe the lie that they all may be condemned who did not believe the truth, but had pleasure in the unrighteousness. Can you see from the above scripture he is talking about the church? You see, 
Satan cleverly has them bound in false doctrine and looking for one man to be the Antichrist, when in reality it is them. There are many without law, and therefore many Antichrists, to unite as one body to come against God's people. The false doctrine, once saved, always saved, contributes in adding many to Satan's lawless body. They have no real fear of God and therefore do pretty much what they want. After all, they can just repent, can't they? And all will be well with God. They will defend their actions by telling you the commandments and laws are Old Testament. It is the Lord's laws, the religious, and those of the world ignore that actually protect God's people and bring victory into their lives as God himself enforces them through his angels on their behalf. His word is law, and it never comes back void. The word is also a two-edged sword that works for us or against us if we are lawless. Here is how truth and the law work hand in hand to protect us. Those of God's household are truly sorrowful when they disappoint God through breaking laws. They ask for forgiveness when they fall short and sincerely mean it. And in God's grace, the blood of Christ's sacrifice removes their mistake. They are therefore made righteous through the blood of the Lamb. This makes the word of their testimony coming forth through a pure vessel, and they are backed by the law of God. The verdict is not guilty, and they overcome Satan, their accuser. If you don't know truth of the law, how can you have an airtight testimony? Or how can you come to the defense of others in prayer if you're not a law-abiding citizen of the kingdom of God yourself? The atmosphere of God's house is one of peace and inner joy and rest, even in the midst of the enemy causing problems. They know God has a predestined plan for the restoration of His people and His kingdom, and His family trust Him as head of their household to bring His plan to fruition. They relax in the fact that the Lord has completed all things in the supernatural and has already gained victory over the enemy through his resurrection. Colossians chapter 1 verse 27 tells us it's Christ in us that is our hope of glory. So he will cause this victory to appear or manifest through his family, bringing victory to the earth. His kingdom come, His will be done on earth, is being fulfilled at this time. Those of Satan's household, on the other hand, see the systems shaking, the intellect of man failing, weather and other supernatural events happening, and are scared, frustrated, and angry. God's people are separate from the world and therefore do not react in the same way. The culture or lifestyle of God's people and kingdom is also markedly different. Its citizens even dress differently. No skull and crossbones, pistols, wings, etc. All symbolic of the dark side of Satan's kingdom. Their music and arts are different. In fact, their total lifestyle sets them apart from Satan's household. In closing, as the world begins to fall, God's people are affected along with Satan's. Their attitude, however, is one of confidence and quietness of mind as the morning star is rising and shining His light in their hearts and they clearly see the truth, the way to life eternal. Two different households, 
Two very different fathers, only one will remain. Revelation chapter 22, verses 13 through 16. I am the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end, the first and the last. Blessed are those who do his commandments, that they may have the right to the tree of life and may enter through its gates into the city. But outside are dogs and sorcerers and sexually immoral and murderers and idolaters and whoever loves and practices a lie. I, Jesus, have sent my angel to testify to you these things in the churches. I am the root and the offspring of David, the bright and morning star.